Super. So moving on to the next segment, people. Um, a challenge is that supply chain typically is not seen as a sexy, you know, sexy domain, or it's not, you know, it's not technology, it's not banking, it's not, uh, I don't know, uh, other interesting, uh, uh, interesting stuff, um, or it's so, so it's perceived. What's your thoughts? Any ideas on how how do you make a career in supply chain more attractive to to people? Hmm, it's a good question, and it's uh, it's one that, uh, that that we hear a lot. It's not just supply chain. We we have those discussions around other functions inside our own company as well, and. And you hear it uh, a lot. Uh, I know what made it attractive to me back in the day when I started in, in supply chain, and, and, and I, I would say that goes back 30 years, right? Mm. When I first started in, in a shipping school, it was the idea of working internationally. Uh, it was the idea of working globally with, with and, 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 and potentially the idea of living anywhere in the globe with a, with a skill that's extremely portable, provided you have the language to... To, uh, to communicate is an extremely portable skill. Um, I was privileged that in, in July, my son, my, my 17-year-old son, did a one-month internship in, uh, in Miami with a, with a 3PL. And, uh, and it was an, an amazing transformation to watch as I visited him every weekend. And, and, and he had moved from air freight to sea freight to pricing to, <clears throat> to operations. And how he... Somehow that company had managed to get him really excited about it. Um, and it was also quite cool to be able to have conversations with your son, you know. After Finally he understands what you're doing. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> uh, I, 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 of course, would strenuously disagree that supply chain is not sexy, but I do understand that it's not seen as sexy. Uh, it's, a, it's a male-dominated industry. Uh, in many companies... Uh, supply chain is seen as the poor cousin. Uh, it doesn't include mine, but I know companies where it is, right? It's sort of sales is in the front of the front room and supply chain is in the back of the back room. Uh, it gets even worse when you call it shipping because now people assume you're either a truck driver or, a, or, or, or an onboard courier. Um, but if you, if, if you can really build stories, everything is about telling stories, isn't it? And you can build stories in your recruitment process around... Working globally, working across time zones, traveling, uh, uh, enabling global trade. Really, I mean, let's be honest, the supply chain built globalization, not the other way around, right? Uh, we have stories to tell that we are terrible at telling. Uh, I had the same discussion at a big conference with uh, a lot of shipping line CEOs in Copenhagen back in November. Uh, and they were saying the same thing. They were lamenting the fact that they, they can't seem to tell the stories. Mm. Uh, now, ironically, even though the world has become more globalized, uh, a lot of 3PLs and, and carriers uh, have scaled back their education programs and their, and their use of expat positions as a, as a way to build uh, uh, experience and, 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 and background. And that, that's a, a crying shame. But I also see some of them coming back to it now. Um, um, I, I think you're. I mean, you're 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 spot on with the comment. I mean, it's, it's it is about the storytelling. And I was talking to another one of our clients was a very large, uh, well, they're, they're one of the market leaders in the three pill space, and um, and they were they, one of the one of the board members was saying that he was even talking for presenting at the at the university, and the the people didn't really know no. about the company. I'm like. 
Yeah, but the issue, fundamental issue, is that there's not enough storytelling yet. There's not enough. You can't, you uh, can't stand up with a with a slide deck at a recruitment process and and start showing people this is our revenue and this is yeah. how many containers we move and this is you know how many planes no, we operate every day mm. into which gateway. Uh, that's not. But I see that mm. at recruiting at recruiting fairs, right? That people are literally like, just because we're big and we have pretty slides, you should come work for us in this industry that we know you're not really considering, and we're obviously not making a very good job of changing your mind. You need those stories, right? Whether that's with videos, whether that's with bringing people out who really have amazing stories. Uh, God, it's not necessarily people like me. It can be people much further down on the totem pole who've gone through. Maybe living in a couple of countries and learning something, and 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 and, and people who can tell the story. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I think, I think the industry definitely needs more of that. I mean, I there is hope. I, I've, I've started. We've we've started to see some of that happening already. I tell you what, e-commerce yeah. is actually making supply chain exactly. Sexy, right? yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> it's a, it's go, interesting. Oh, yeah. How does that package actually yeah. get here? Exactly. In like four hours exactly. Like that and now now uh, I mean, and some of the biggest players in in, in e-commerce like the Amazons are of course also topping the list of companies that people want to work for. So there's a, a great possibility to tell a story. You know. Yeah. I mean, even if you watch on YouTube, you you see that the the, the videos with uh, with e-commerce distribution centers they they quite uh, they quite uh, huge. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, hopefully uh, soon. Hopefully uh, soon. <laughs> uh, now, but uh, you know, back to yourself. I mean, you've been proudly working. I mean, I've known you for a while, and I know that you're very proud uh, to work for Electrolux, and and, and you mean it. Um, what some of the values that this uh, company stands for that that you know make you proud to to come to work? Um, Inclusion, diversity, uh, an absolute uh, devotion to giving people opportunities to develop uh, and also make mistakes. I mean, we are grounded in, in, in Sweden and, 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 and Swedish uh, philosophy around social values. Uh, sustainability is a religion for us and it's not a buzzword when we don't greenwash stuff. We really are walking the talk and that counts a lot for me and it counts a lot for the people who, who, who work with us so with sustainability it's not just about carbon footprint sustainability is also about uh, corporate social responsibility it's about um, sustainable hiring practices training practices it's it's those sort of soft Scandinavian values that are that are that really define us um, but that doesn't mean that we all have to be Scandinavian Mm-hmm. Right. One of the one of the coolest things I think I've experienced in the thirteen years that I worked here is, um, I, I claim that I speak Swedish. Uh, I know many Swedes who wouldn't totally agree, uh, but somehow I can manage to make myself understood. That came in super handy thirteen years ago when I started traveling to to our head office in Stockholm because it was all Swedish. Every meeting was in Swedish. Everyone who was anyone was Swedish give or take two or three people. Uh, today, 13 years later, there are 60 plus, I believe it's 62 nationalities working in that same office. Uh, and oh, I can't remember mentioned. the last time I conducted a meeting in Swedish in Stockholm. That's why my, Swedish to speak. my Swedish <laughs> colleagues are very grateful for but you know, it's, uh, So, you know, that, but that also speaks volumes around the company's <clears throat> values in terms of giving people opportunity. 
Yeah. We're not a big expat company. We, we don't have thousands and thousands of expatriates, and we nearly always have local management and regional management that, that are from the regions and the countries where they come from. But we do believe in giving people the opportunity to travel around and live in different countries if they're prepared to do so, of course, uh, on, on, on their own, uh, we will help them, but, but we, we don't ship thousands and thousands of expatriates around, but we give people the Okay, so and, and moving to, to a, a question regarding um, skills and lacking, or maybe uh, skills that are lacking in supply chains right now, I mean, do you find a, do you find a certain specific skill that is, is very difficult to find? Um... If I were a, uh, on, on, the, on the supply side, I would say uh, skilled key account management mm. and skilled operators are very hard to find, in my experience. Uh, it's a really a mixed, uh, a mixed bunch of people that, that, that you interact with. Uh, on, on our own side, I think once again, you know, hate to sound like a broken record, but expertise in e-commerce, mm-hmm. right? On the operational side, the IT side, I think, is, is paradoxically not that difficult because you got really well entrenched platforms. Um, but the e-commerce operations is, is going to be a skill that's going to be in very, very high demand. Network design, uh, last mile delivery design, Uh, people with those backgrounds don't grow on trees, and I'm glad I'm not the one who has to go out and try and find them. No, but I mean it's it's actually I guess the the, the point, and we uh, companies are coming to us a lot around. Okay, uh, can we help them find you know e-commerce? Mm-hmm. So it's it's a common problem that uh, you, you've just yeah, shared. Absolutely. Um, and I guess I, I mean, it's it's just a reality. I mean, companies need to think how do we train and how do we because you can't find them. There's I mean, e-commerce oh, is not the, it's a new thing. Do, do you yeah. train them in house, and now you just turn them into the most valuable property around in terms of yeah. uh, in terms of uh, skilled employees, right? But uh, but then you know that old saying: What if we train our people and they leave, and then the CFO says, "What if we don't train them and they stay?" Exactly. Right? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think you have no yeah. choice. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, I think uh, I love the the way you reach in uh, Branson. I think uh, he said it that uh, train your your people well enough that they can leave. Yeah. Treat them well enough, well enough that, that they won't. Right now, <laughs> so so it's, onto that immediately. Uh, super. And uh, I mean, nowadays we 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 oh, there's a lot of hype and talk. You know, chief supply chain officer. Uh, mm. uh, okay, maybe maybe it's a bit of a flashy title, but there is a reality that this type of uh, uh, scopes need to be more and more prevalent. But what? More importantly, uh, to me and I think to our audiences, what's the what do you think is the right mindset that, as a chief supply chain officer of a company, you should have? Um, I think we, we talked about it before. I mean, mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm not a chief supply chain officer, and there never will be one. At least not in Electrox. We don't have one, and I don't think we'll have one. And I'm not. I never know. So but uh, yeah. I, I am here, right? <laughs> um, if if I were a chief supply chain officer and I wasn't spending every waking moment of the day thinking about digitalization I think I, I think I would do the company by retiring yeah. favor by retiring right? it's digitalized you have to live and breathe digitalization e-commerce not just digitalization in terms of uh, you know let's, let's use uh, digitalization for internal communication it's really about how do you the whole spectrum of, of digital tools that are available and the whole spectrum of 
of your digital footprint as a company? I mean, there's this question later on social media as well and how you use that. Trust me, it has its uses in supply chain as well. Uh, if you, digitalization is going to transform your company mm. uh, and you're going to lead it. Yeah, that transformation. So you better be sure that you're equipped to lead that transformation. That you make it your business to never stop learning, never stop inquiring, uh, never stop reaching outside your own company to to uh, to gain new impulses and impressions. Uh, you don't have to be a chief supply chain officer to do that. I do that. Uh, all my peers in other similar companies, we all do that. Uh, that's the mindset right now. Yeah, if your mindset is not razor sharply honed straight onto digitalization then you are going to have a problem yeah yeah no no absolutely um, when you hire your global leadership team mm. uh, what are some of the qualities that you're looking for or you looked for it's uh, it's always about uh, fit it's always about cultural fit to begin with right you have to have the background right if you're going to be hired as an engineer as an electrical engineer you better have an electrical engineering degree If you're going to be hired in, in, in leadership and logistics, you better have the requisite experience. But I think that's, you know, I use that phrase a lot, the price of entry, right? Mm -hmm. So, okay, take that box, we've done that, the qualifications are there, now it's going to be all about fit, right? Mm -hmm. Fit doesn't mean that you need to be a robot. I, we, I'd hate to think that we all would all be the same, right? Uh, but you have to be prepared to live and embody and project the values of the company, Uh, that, that, that you work for including ours and that's huge I mean every recruitment I've ever been involved in and for that matter when I myself was recruited it starts with that it's really what you're trying to figure out is there a cultural fit here by cultural I don't mean you know ethnicity or, or, or nationality is there a cultural fit in terms of do we think this person already embodies and lives and can demonstrate that he or she has lived and taught those values Uh, now we're in business, right? So background is a given. You got to have whatever qualifications you need to have for the job. You need the experience, but we want to know: Are you going to fit in here? Mm. Right? Uh, it doesn't mean you can't be raw. It doesn't mean you can't have edges, mm. right? Uh, that you can't be prickly. Sometimes you can, but you got to be able to fit in. Yeah. Because otherwise, the system will eat you up and spit you out. Yeah. Right? I, mean, I don't think that's any different from any other company. Yeah. Uh, it's just that companies have different cultures. Yeah. Right? But, but it's always going to be about the fit. Yeah. And actually, I mean, once we've gotten past the hurdle of the qualifications, right? Yeah. I mean, and typically, typically it's about. I mean, not typically all, all the time it's about the soft skills because the hard skills yeah. typically is a, is a given. Yeah. Um, And, and and let's talk about I mean actually people that uh, that, that lead teams within your team mm -hmm. right so the, what's I mean what's the leadership how can you tell if a, if a person is is fit for a leadership role or not I mean what's I mean some of the cues well if it's an internal call. recruitment then you have a rich source of uh, of of uh, of, uh, of data on that person right you can speak to their previous managers you can mm -hmm. speak to And you can you can look at the work they've done before. You can speak to their colleagues. I'm much more interested if it's a leadership role. I'm much more interested in talking to the people who worked for that person than I am in that person telling me how she you know did all these amazing things. Right? It's a little bit like reference checking. Right? Yeah. You do it all the time. Well, you do it for a living. Uh, that uh, that uh, that's if it's an internal, but even if it's an external recruitment. 
Uh, of course, yeah, sure, during the interview process, you're going to have to say, well, tell me about three wonderful things you did and, and uh, what do you think about you know, soft skills and people and culture? Where does that rank with you? But ultimately, you're going to have to go and find some people, preferably who worked for these people, yeah. and ask them what they think, right? And I mean, even in, in, in our business, in executive search, I mean, always the candidate will provide the referees. Of course. But uh, of course, nobody will give referees no, the top bet right. about this. No, that's right. go and find your own. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, it's find always, we make, it a, we make it a case to, and of course, uh, luckily, we're, we're well connected enough to, yeah. <laughs> to get mm-hmm. unofficial referees. Oh, actually, had, I, had, I had the opportunity yesterday to help a friend of mine who has my job in a, in a company that's even larger than I was to do exactly that. He called up, he said, hiring a person I'm looking at this uh, this girl uh, she seems to be ticking all the boxes uh, do you know her or do you know anyone who might have known her and as it happened I did and I hooked them up and I don't know how it went that's not my yeah. problem but yeah. you know I think leveraging your, your network as well these days is enormously uh, enormously important back to the you know it's important to have visibility in supply chain it's also important Absolutely. to have visibility in your network yeah, human, human, human visibility <laughs> is, uh, trumps everything <laughs> This is the end of part two. Stay tuned for part three, where we dig deeper in personal habits and success stories. 